When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Are you feeling a bit animated? Well, come on over to the Wicked Anime Podcast on the Nerdy Show Network, a bi-weekly podcast dedicated to animation, Japanese culture, and all things anime. With a true industry perspective, we're always diving deeper than school uniforms and tentacle monsters. Join us on the Wicked Anime Podcast, nerdyshow.com slash wicked anime. It's Wicked A! The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Network, geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. It contains content that may not be suitable for all ages, so listener discretion is advised. All Nerdy Show podcasts are made possible by the generous support of listeners like you. Discover the many ways you can join in at nerdyshow.com. Alright guys, this is Design Episode 25. Uh-huh. We've been doing this for over a year, can you believe it? Yes. Okay. No, but yes. <laughs> so we, we haven't talked since we've done Max's By first way, session, right? We've been doing this for over a year. When are we getting uh, matching tattoos? When is that going down, guys? We've got to be real successful before that happens. All right. I'm just saying butthole tattoos. Matching butthole tattoos. Oh, you mean a tattoo of a butthole or a tattoo yeah. on your butthole? On your nipple Either of a butthole. Either or. <laughs> it just says homebrew ombre. I'll get a tattoo of a butthole on my butthole. Only mm-hmm. slightly larger. We played Max's campaign. Uh-huh. First, yeah. first session, no combat. I'm actually, I'm, I'm curious, Ooh. listeners. Could you write, could you write in about the episodes with, um, with no combat? We really enjoy them because we just like bullshitting with each other. Mm. If you don't like them, we can try to include, make sure there's combat in every episode. But you know, we don't really press for that kind of thing, even though it's that is the game we're building. I, I like, had. I feel like it's part of the game we're building. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had planned for combat. I just planned poorly. There was a chance for it, and. It didn't happen because yeah. of decisions that were made. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Listeners, if you have thoughts about that, yeah. write in. We, we're interested because genuinely, like, I, I just played a clip of a different podcast where uh, an episode where there was no combat of a live play podcast, and the fans complained about that episode endlessly. And then the clip you played for me, I thought it was hilarious. That's was, the exact episode they were complaining about. I was going to poop myself. Yeah. It was quite From it laughing. Was, it was Well... No. Oh, it's unrelated to the podcast. Yeah, just, 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 un- just unrelated to even the the subject. He. Just... Yeah, I mean, I was just gonna poop myself, and also I love listening to that episode. So Max, GMing first time. You are not an experienced GM. Not at all. That was my first real GM experience. So even though no combat, no numbers. Well, there were some yeah. numbers. There were some. There's some dice rolling. Mm-hmm. How did it feel being at the helm, especially being recorded on one of your first times? I enjoyed it. Uh, the world building, the creating, all of that, just bullshitting, pulling things out of my ass I'm used to. I like That's what I like. Well, you're a teacher. Yes. The numbers is where things come in. But I feel like having the character sheet in front of me, it was very intuitive to just lay that out. And once you put the seven or eight numbers down, you have a character. The skeleton is there for you. You just have to put the skin on them. So it wasn't as intimidating as I feel another system would be. You lay that out, you give them their dodge, their armor, their speed, and you pretty much have a character. Yeah. It, there's not... Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I've, I've shared yeah. my GM notes with everybody. They're, they're not Patreon exclusive. You can mm-hmm. find them on our Twitter, you know, our Patreon, if anybody yeah. wants to look at... You just come yeah. to my house. They're there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Best spot is Liam's house. Mm-hmm. The, the There's not a lot of detail on the actual enemies and their abilities. I've just got, like, a dice for what it does, what their stats are, and then you're good to go. The rest is on you of just... Yeah making it up and it's not because this is the system we made or i'm sucking our own dicks or anything like mm-hmm. i generally don't know how to make things so having those numbers was very helpful cool i have not done this before so i'm interested to see that if at the end of this i want to hear of if you're like these things were the biggest sticking points for me like even if there's something we can't fix mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah like if you're like if you're like i got most nervous when i was doing this or i didn't have an answer for this okay. because we could design solutions for that or mm-hmm. bake them into the system or maybe there's just things we need to be aware of you know yeah yeah for me it's just pacing trying to pick up you know what that, I, that is the hard like 
even when you're even when you're good, even when you're skilled, even when you feel comfortable, or even like, and you know where the story's going, mm-hmm. because you are not completely in control of what's yeah. going on. Pacing is always going to be an issue. You're always going to yeah. have to wrangle stuff. And it's like when all four of you split up, and I'm like, all right, cool, we're going to create four different stories here. It's funny because that's the next subject I want to talk about. Yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Now that we've all GM'd something where this has happened, I want to talk about splitting the party. Now, I think the main reason why there is a real big aversion to splitting the party is because of the legacy of dungeon crawls. Yes. Right? In a dungeon crawl, you split the party. This is a pre-built adventure. In a dungeon, there are specific things waiting for you around every corner that you don't know what they are. They are immutable in the sense that they're pre-written. So splitting the party is a bad idea because everything that you're going to encounter was built for a party to interact with. That's not really everybody's experience. That's just the standard that dungeon crawls mm-hmm. have made. Having GM'd, what do you guys think about it? About managing a split party? Let's say, if you don't write everything in a dungeon to happen very specifically, the party splits, you can kind of be like, okay, well, yeah, they find it, but mm-hmm. it's yeah, I'm going to remove two of the bad guys from it. No big deal. Yeah. That kind of thing. I'm still just generally against in a dungeon, in a, in a hot zone, essentially. Sure. Like, when you're going into a hot zone... I still don't want two different combats that are split up because that yeah. just that actually takes more time. Mm. But also, like even in in any of the role playing games that I I like playing, I like it when the adventuring party feels like a SWAT team more than anything else. Sure, when they feel like this is the role I have in combat. Mm-hmm. But it's different when you're in town or when you're investigating or when you're tracking something down or yeah. you're trying to get something done because then it feels like. I would almost say a police procedural more than anything else. Right. You split up, you investigate, and you're like, this is where the coke house is. We're going to assault it. Let's do this. Like, that's that's the vibe like, I've always enjoyed. If you have, like we had like a noble and then you have bruisers, why would the noble bring these obvious murderers with him? Like, there's times when, yes, splitting makes sense. But like, we've all been at a table where someone has a hard time paying attention. So if sure. they're not involved in a combat, they're not going to be paying attention at all and i feel like that splits a party at the table well let's let's hold off on combat because i I do want to talk about that let's talk about non-combat so i'm not just talking about everybody's going shopping in town because everybody splits the party there that i mean yeah everybody's used to that but just investigations right so so you go into an area uh so and so is going off to speak to these people and these people are going off to speak to these people i feel like it's a low friction thing as a gm but there are groups that I've been a part of, and have, I've been this person where I'm like, we better not split up because the precedent that has been set is that there may be an encounter that has been planned for our party specifically that's going to happen at any one of these checkpoints. Mm-hmm. Um, when I, I feel like that's maybe not the best way to GM it. Yeah, unless, think- unless everybody's agreed that, that like any combat should be the hardest thing we've done so far. I think the GM should just suck it up at that point and say, okay, your carefully laid plans need to change a little bit. Yeah. If you've laid it out like a watchmaker, then maybe you should get a new party. Well, it's it also depends on the context. If you mm-hmm. are... No, it doesn't, you, Doug. Yeah, but if no. you... No. Yes, it does. Because oh. if, you're, if, you're, <laughs> if your party... Max is, Max is a consequentialist. Yeah. If your party is wanted and you're running from the law, are you really going to split up in town you know maybe it, it's, in a, it's probably for the best but, looking if, for, if, but if, if you're in a safe house and you need supplies it is safer to send one person if they're looking for sure four. but you would knowingly take that risk as the party you yeah. say look we know we're, we've been whatever mm-hmm. but if you go into a friendly town and you say oh we're gonna you know oh we need information but there's no reason to like worry about whatever i think if you would split up in reality you either know you're about to take a risk and run into combat but you're willing to take the risk because you need something desperately or you say, oh, this is a friendly town. We can split up and there'd be real no consequence. And if you did split up and there is a huge consequence, it would seem a little weird. Like the GM is almost like punishing you. Or, that's or, what I mean. That's the GM's fault. Or you can just, yeah. Or you can just allow for like, oh, someone got captured. Needs to be yeah. a rec- rescue mission. Yeah. We can the, do this The now. GM can, can, should be able to, the, the good GM should be able to take any situation and make it as fun as possible. If you really wanted to have this really awesome like uh, conflict happen or, or an encounter and they all decide to split and they're not they're all going everywhere except for where you want them to go you can wait it out wait it out or introduce it a different way or have one person get kidnapped and now it's a rescue like you're saying it's like it, but it depends on the story thus far and it is and it is a I, I do think we're we're fighting against the the weight of almost like a case law of of old RPG yeah. experiences that we and others have had where we're like never split the party because 
what's the downside of never splitting the party? Well, things happen slower, but not really. Not at the table. Not really. Right? Yeah. If, if you never split the party, you're like, uh, you're like, yeah, we just go there together. We go there together. We go there together. Yeah. And it still all happens. But it doesn't feel right in the yeah. same way, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like when we split the party in your campaign, it, it was appropriate. Like, it, it made sense. Yeah. yeah. I, I wish we went in pairs, though. Yeah. It's just having someone single role play with Max was great and fun, and there was a lot of yeah. funny in there. It's always – I think it's always better – to have an interplay with three, to have someone to to check sure. or play straight man. Yeah, that, that that that's something I wanted to talk about. So role play wise, there was a lot of downtime for individual players as we waited for our turn, mm-hmm. right? For 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 the turn of like what kind of investigation they were going to do, and that's normal. I mean, I, I feel yeah. like uh, there were times where it's like, oh, I can kind of check out of this because it's not really like I I literally cannot influence it. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm my character is off doing something else that we've already established. How do you get around that as a GM? Because, like, we're engaged. We're in front of microphones. Uh-huh. You know, we're not looking at our phone. We're, 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 we're doing this. But other parties aren't the same. Do you, do you skip around more? Maybe that's the answer. I, I think you have to skip around, but you can't do it in pockets of less than 10 minutes. You really, you really can't make it a six-minute investigation session. You're not getting anywhere. And, no, every, and, and the more you break it up, the more time it takes you to get back into the rhythm, whatever mm, you're doing. That would have put a lot more pressure on me, I think. Yeah. Oh, splitting yeah. it up. See, that's where I feel like yeah. it made me more comfortable as GM. Is well, I like being like, okay, yeah, you do see that. Now we're going to cut to so-and-so. Okay. And then that gives me time to kind of try to think about it while I'm bullshitting as another well, character. We, and we did do that. Some, yeah. But it was mm-hmm. like in 15-minute pockets between, yeah. between the four. Sure. I, but I think having two pairs of two would have been better. So maybe maybe think of this then as a courtesy instead of as good practice for the sake of the survival of your party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like like a courtesy to the GM and the other players is that if you're going to split up, bring a buddy. And the the other cool thing about that is that if you split up into two you're assuming a four player game and you have two mm-hmm. parties of two, you can tell the players, "Okay, uh we're going to go with these two players first. You two think about what you want to say yeah. to so and so, and they can literally have a conversation on the yeah. side, yep. yeah. whether that's in character or not. They can figure out what the plan is. You you bullshit with the other ones, or not bullshit, but do the actual story. They learn something, but the other two are busy talking, making their plan. And when you finally regroup, they legitimately let's say they didn't overhear what this one was. So when you're regrouping and you story wise, you have to tell what yeah. you learned. They're actually going to be learning it, and they can actually react. And, and, it, and there there is. It's a lot easier as a GM if you're going to do the thing where you're like, they make a decision. Okay, now while you think about that, we're going to skip back to this. It's a lot easier going between two or three groups than individual separate stories. Well, and it's also that situation where it's very easy for two people in a conversation to get involved in a loop of misunderstanding. Yeah. Where it's like back, like, well, no, this thing. I don't know what you, I don't know what you mean by that. And as long as there's a third person, they go like, I think you mean this. Or do a different approach that you're not thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. As a GM, I feel like in our system, splitting the party, GMing-wise, is fine because there's not really a lot of extra complexity. Our game has a very hardcore tactical element to it, but because of the momentum system, you can kind of get your yeah. way out of trouble and do all kinds of you know wacky stuff to kind of run away or, or survive a thing or get back to your party or do all these things. But like, um, if you're thinking about splitting the party the way we did, maybe etiquette around the table for the players is to think can i reduce the number of things can i bring a buddy sure because yeah. that i mean it doesn't really reduce the workload on the gm as much as it does make it so that it keeps moving for the other people it, yeah. yeah it just keeps yeah. it snappier yeah i mean and all that being said when we did split up in the game it was fine it was fine and i had a great time listening to everybody else yeah and when i was uh in a scene doing my thing and i felt like i was by myself like in a good way mm. where it's like I was like okay I I got to get some answers here otherwise you know I'm like my mission is you know I I, di- I didn't do good on my mission and I have to rely on myself and I have to be thinking quick on my feet so instead of being like what do you think you know like if I just yeah. decide to check out and let the other person take the reins for a while so if the mood you want to put the player in is to feel cut off and isolated then totally do that but if you're like nah we need to have fun we got to get exposition let's just go in groups of two and i really i really like that um i really liked uh yours specifically because i did feel like you're presented with very complex decisions right compared to the rest of us and like i couldn't the, get opinions on from anyone else right but it's still i i was really pleased with how it all turned out right if we're watching <laughs> yeah. a movie this is how you would want all these different scenes yes. to go right yeah no i i enjoyed it but mm-hmm. I, it, it, just thinking for like oh this 
we've got headphones on. We've got mics in front of us. Yeah. We are locked in. Yeah. You know, uh, th- which is just not the case for many groups. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I want to talk about splitting. So, okay, now let's talk about combat. I feel like combat doesn't have this problem. I feel like it's easy to split the party in combat with our system because of the way battle order works. Uh, maybe. I don't Cuz you know. on, on my on my screen it says the order in which the enemies go. Sure. I just stack them with uh the the different people they're fighting and the party. You guys go in the same order that you're currently sitting in. And that's it. Just yeah, if we're doing if you're both in combat, Boom. Okay, this person, this person, this person. Enemy uh, that's fighting you. Okay, now it's these guys. What do you do against this enemy? This enemy's going to do this on its turn. And then start the round again. You just keep going. Yeah. Where if, it, if everybody wants to be split that bad, then I, the system happens. seems like it would work. Yeah, yeah I, I, whereas because of initiative, enemies from one group are going... So the way I've seen it done before is enemies from one group are going during the other group's turn. That's crazy. Yeah. And 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 only because the GM in the moment is like I'm just going to roll initiative for all these guys right. at the beginning. Right. So we know when everybody goes. That even though they are separate you treat it like it's just one big scene. And it's wrong if they're mixed in like that. Right. You should have separated them and rolled their initiatives yeah. individually and yeah. then split the group un- into two. But in our system, I don't think we even have to worry about that. Shit. Because it, of their, uh, you, that's how you I mean, it, it, with that with the other with the other system, you're almost better off just doing each combat to its completion before moving on to the other person instead of trying to bounce back and forth. Well, or or treating them like the little instanced combats where where you're like, okay, let's do initiative for you two fighting yeah. these three, and then you do it and you write it down. You go, okay, and then after all of them go, we're going to do all of these people. I feel like you got to do one group, then the other, then back to the first group, then to the mm-hmm. other group, with the enemies being contained within that. Because it doesn't really matter that the enemy goes... If the enemy goes between two people in another group, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, yeah. Just do. Just it should. Do. Ju- it should just be before those people. Yeah. If it's that complicated, or if if this oh this combat's going to be real tough and it's going to be a long one, well then send two of them on a bathroom break or a pizza run or whatever. Yeah. And then switch, and then and then everybody gets their chance, and then it's like oh how did you guys do? And then you can actually just do it. Like yeah. I don't know, man. It just seems kind of like what's more fun at the table and like I, less I, complicated. I think what's more fun at the table is our our combat order is based on seating order. Yeah. Like you two split up, you sit next to each other. Yeah. Like, if, if yeah, you two dumb. are going to buddy up and you're going to split up, sit next to each other. Yeah. Because that's how combat's going to go. Yeah. I'm still iffier on it. Like, purposeful split-up combat stuff. Well, it, I think sometimes it just happens. They, yeah. they yeah, pick the a players fight. Make the, the players, if the players say, no, we are doing this, then you just roll with it. Mm-hmm. Literally. Sometimes combat just happens because of something they did and, like, everybody rolls badly. And you're like, well, it's it's happening now. And they're like, okay, well, they pick a fight. And now you're in it regardless. So you got to figure it out. I, w- I want to think about that splitting the party because I feel like our system is a little looser about stuff like that. Like it's a little easier to do that kind of things because my, my standard for why this should be simpler, why we should think of it as something simpler is because of Doug doing Ghostbusters Resurrection. Mm-hmm. And, splitting- and I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be simple because I I can't do the big numbers. <laughs> the calendar you made scared me. <laughs> <laughs> So we gotta dumb it down. I made I made Doug, a, Doug plus one moment. Yeah, I made a calendar. Uh, uh, by the way, listeners and I will I will share it with this episode uh, for everybody if they thought wanna, it was a magic eye. <laughs> looks like it looks like a Simon Look, board. One, there are two calendars you get to choose from. That's true. You know what? You know if you print up a big enough thing of that calendar and you put it on the wall, you'd be like, "Oh my, my God. character's birthday was on dart." <laughs> Like, yeah, there, there it yeah, is for sure. Oh shit, black audit. That's a bad, <laughs> it's a bad omen. Born on the black audit. Here's the only reason that would maybe not be a great idea. The black audit takes up a lot of space. A lot of space compared to any other date. Well, hey, you're indoors. You know, I don't know. It's like you're indoors for the black audit. There's a lot of time in there. It's know? a certain. That's, I made, the, I made that's a, a good conception date. Yes, yeah. I made a circular calendar. Which, if you're like, I'm trying to track dates. Maybe not the easiest for that, but you look at it and you immediately know how the year works. There's the moment you look at it, you're like, oh, I get it. Yeah, how the year feels going through it. Yeah, absolutely. And like how the seasons transition and what happens and when people celebrate that kind of thing. But then I also went to Don John and plotted in all the numbers for when things happen with the moon phases and stuff like that. And you can look at that. I'll post that as well. And it is convoluted and large. But, but making it dumb for me, and then yeah, you know, no, but and then pretty. I made a pretty one. The whole thing is, it's the Don John one is more similar to how you as a person 
keep track of days in your actual life, yeah. which make which makes it easier. Well, it's more similar it's a to skill you already have. It's more similar to a calendar on your wall already. Yeah, yeah. is really what it is. But well, the difference is we couldn't make the circular calendar of the way our year currently works because it doesn't work precisely that way. But okay, so I made a couple quick changes to things. I think that flame orbs need to be buffed slightly. Okay. For fire. I think instead of you have to share your move speed with them, they just have a move speed of three. All of them. And you can you cannot start combat with more than two already summoned. Sounds good. Does that fix it? So that way, instead of describing like all the different mechanical limitations to why you can't have things just like... If you're starting combat, if combat's beginning, you, uh, you can immediately reflexively summon to any of the other ones you were maintaining vanish because yeah. because your your tension has shifted well it's and it was a thing where like yeah starting with if you could start with five and you just get to use that's the, a nuke and it, yeah and, it, and if you allow to just add that damage on range attacks you already make because they yep. just kind of hit your ride yep. yeah dude that sucks but and they auto hit yeah and it was and it, i also think it was a problem where sure that would be that would be cool to do starting with five but if you all only get to move six squares and you have five up that means you move one square yep and that solves so, both of those problems so that yeah th- their move speed is entirely separate from yours each of them can move three squares cool. or spaces because we're using hex also invigorate just change the language so it says you can only start combat with one person shielded Dope. so designate them when combat begins you can reflexively sure put it on them that solved a big problem where I was trying to think of, like, how do I word the mechanics in such a way that that is always true logistically based on the limitations and time limits placed on the things? And then it's like, fuck all that. Just you can start with one. That's it. I don't even need to get into it. You understand. Make up your own reason. <laughs> like, that's I don't really want to get that far into Invigorate. Mechanically, it works, and it's already got good flavor. So those are the big changes I made. Oh, I made a. Oh, I also made the uh, death. Death gets now four different kinds of creatures that it can create. Yes, they all have a name that has R and V in it. So we start off with reavers, then raveners. Which so reavers are uh, creatures that can. They have their own move speed. They're humanoid creatures, medium size, your size. They're zerglings. No, they're more like putties. Putties. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Zerglings, I think, are small. Is it weird that you guys just said two nonsense words and yeah, and everyone understand exactly what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. But they're not nonsense words. But if you need words. to construct I know, but pylons. technically, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> like, even I understand what you just said. Right. Yeah. They're they're uh, what's the lowest form of tyrannid? Gene stealer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think they're the most basic, but they're not the they're they're yeah, the, like scarab group things. And... Sure. Sure. Okay. Well, r- regardless. They are your size. They need to be person-sized. When you create them, you decide whether or not they do piercing, cutting, or bashing, bashing damage. And that's what they just have because it's their, how their limbs are built when yeah. you form them. Cool. And that's it. That, that's what they get when you make them. You start, off being able, you start off with control points that we can probably rename later. But the number of control points... The, Soul siphoned. Well, some, some fucking cool and metal. Sure. But control points says it. Before we change it to yeah. something else more appropriate. But you have control points that the more control points you have, the more reavers you can create. And you can sacrifice reavers to create a ravener. I'm not sure if it should be two or three, but you get a control point for every step in date in death you take after fourth. So you, so you start off with two, then you get three, four, five as you progress up so the at, path of death. At four, you get two? Yes. Okay. I like that. At four, you get two. Five, you get three total. Then six, seven, eight, nine, and a, a ravener is two. Ravener. Well, I don't know yet. That, that's I, we got to balance it. But so far, yes, that is that is true. So it, it's it's Cause, it's one, two, four, six. I, it's got to be two because I I don't want there to only be one option of how to use it. Well, okay. Well, here's the other thing. It, we're going to balance the math around how many of one thing because I, I want to make sure that you can only. All right. So current steps are reaver, which are they just do melee damage. They move quick. And that's it. That's all they can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Ravener is a bucket of hit points. Big tank, no armor, and when it hits, it heals itself for some of the damage. That's it. So Ravener being that it, it steals health. So flesh golem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they're all flesh golems in a sense, right? I mean, like from Diablo too. Yeah, so, so like if you're thinking in, in classical undead terms, you got ghouls, which are these guys, yeah. then... then, then uh, than flesh golem and then the next would be uh ravager 
which would deal AOE death damage. It does a magical effect, that kind of thing. And then above that is rival, which is somebody whose spellcasting power rivals your own. And it's probably the most intelligent undead that you can summon in the game. And I want to make sure that you can only have one rival. Yeah. But you might be able to get two ravagers by the end. So I'll do all the math on that. Shouldn't be too complicated. So do you have to create each step? Yeah. So you create two things, kill them, yep. their bodies form into the next thing. Ooh, I yeah. like that. Yeah, oh. you, you, well, you create them, and then you mash them together, and that then way they become the next You can't start thing. combat with a rival or something, right? No, you can if you have them from, if you've been building them up over time. Okay. But a rival, so by the time you get to step 10. Mm-hmm. That's step 10. That would be step 10. Yep. You have eight, you can make eight reavers, and they're not, they're not bad. That's not a bad choice. To have eight of them, too? <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Oh, I also made it so that um, your move action, you get an extra move action, an extra attack action to use on your turn. Can you dress them any way you want? If you want to put clothes on them, yeah. Like a pirate crew? Oh, I, I, I put down a space for your Reavers, because the only one I've done is Reavers so far. Uh, I put down a space where you can name them. Hmm. As they come up, it's like, this is Marvin. Oh, because that would crush you when they say hello, yeah. Marvin. Marvin, <laughs> no. You killed Marvin. I also made it so hardcore rule. You get knocked unconscious, they just stop acting. They just stand in place. They, they if have people no, no input. Yep. They except have, for rivals. They have a yeah, except for rivals. They have except a dodge for of zero. Rivals. Yeah. A rival maybe is just you twice. Maybe that's <laughs> that could I be. would I like that idea. Yeah. We're like, oh, you knocked out my main body. I exist in two spaces. That's yeah. how this works. I like that's, that too. That's like low level Doctor Strange where you could like split yeah. yourself and shit. Yeah. That's high-level shit, where you're, you're literally two people at once at, yeah. the, at the same time. Not like a weird time travel loop mm. that you, you're somewhere careful out not there, to break. Somewhere out there, a GM who's not listening that's just felt someone walk over their grave. Like, what the oh, f- yeah. someone's talking some shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> someone someone just made my game real hard. Yeah, yeah. The, problem, the problem with necromancy and other RPGs I've played is that it's too taxing on the player and on the GM. Yeah. Because you can, I mean, you can in... Dungeons and Dragons and Pathfinder create a necromancer that is his own party. Or more importantly, you can make a lich that cannot die. Well, I think even if you don't make a lich, you can have several Draco liches as yeah. your thralls and just then just sit back and drink sweet tea you know, like the entire <laughs> time. Uh, Could it be unsweet? Yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unsweet. But with sweetener, right? Delicious. Gross. I just want unsweet, please. Teabag and water. That's all I want. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So the big, those are the big changes I've I've made and I'm going to release with the next rulebook that uh, comes out, which will be very soon. I did, I did want to just, I wanted to add one more thing about Max's game. Oh yeah, please, please. Played? Um, the only critique I have is I think part of the pacing is using momentum as a reward in the moment yeah. to keep to keep like, oh, that was a good thing or like I'm on the right path. Mm-hmm. And that's a it's a it's a nice carrot on a stick of like, yeah, yes. Now, now, Liam struggled with this at the beginning. I struggled with it at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You are now in the hot seat. Yeah. Where where we're like, you got to remember to do that because it took us a while to be like, oh, plus one momentum. Yeah, you, just yeah that is the hardest because like, like, I'm enjoying the hell out of what you guys are doing yeah. and just forgetting to reward you. Yeah. The rewarding is important because it encourages that behavior, which yeah. is it makes it more fun for you as the GM. I'm just like sitting there watching a movie and then forgetting yeah. that I'm. That right. you're, <laughs> that you're technically something. the director. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 
because we have microphones, there is a weird thing that you can like. Yeah. You don't even have to interrupt them. They could be doing a thing, and you can just lean forward and go plus one momentum, and they'll hear it. And they yeah. go, okay. Well, anyway, and like, and they just keep going. But it was it was weird as a d- the dude who just got done gming, and I've been having this problem in my real life where every once in a while Doug would say something, and I would immediately just like reflexively. Oh, no, I'm not. Oh, it's not your job anymore. I give people yeah, moment. I, I mean, we, I know that I know that Liam I do and I said this. Yeah, I we, do it in real I just life give, now. I, I, I raise a finger like plus one. Oh. Plus momentum. <laughs> I've done it to Tony twice. Are we the real wild stallions? Uh, what? Bringing change society through momentum? Oh, by com- being excellent to each other. Yeah. The concept of just giving mo- momentum to people in real yeah. life or mm-hmm. chaos points. Oof. Yeah. Give your boss a chaos point. You're like, fuck up my day once in a while. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like that's the currency of the future. Is like how much momentum you have. Yep. Yeah. So social currency, so the moment, uh, so the currency of the past. Great, yeah. awesome. He's like, <laughs> your boss comes in. China's like, already working on that. Fuck it, it's Wednesday. I'm buying lunch, and you're like, chaos point. All right, I'm, I'm ready okay. to work. A, I'm ready to work a double whenever you roll that chaos yeah. chaos die. Yeah. All right. I want to give everybody here homework before our next design episode. Just what I'm here for. Yep. <laughs> Calendars and homework. Doug, I don't know if you know this. <laughs> this so, is a homework podcast. I don't know. Yeah. I don't <laughs> like, know if you know this. There's so much math we have to do. Yeah, right. Pe- That's pe- why you. this was the group project. I'm the guy who didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys get the A. I think you'll like this homework. Okay. Well, we're the homework hombres, Doug. Yeah. Homework hombres. Nerds. <laughs> yes. We're wait, nerds, wait. Doug. We wait. are, in fact, nerds. Wait, we, yeah. like, we like homework. Hold on. Are you all nerds? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. What have I got myself into? Yeah. <laughs> Doug, you just wipe your eyes and Josh, you realize where Josh, you are. And you yesterday, leave. <laughs> yesterday we had a twenty-minute conversation about Ichi the Killer. Yeah, we're nerds. I like Scratchy the Killer. Negative one momentum. <laughs> Here's the homework. Before our next design episode, I want three things from each of you. I want a monster. I want an artifact, and I want either a ritual with its components and the time it takes to do it, and what you know what it entails, mm-hmm. obviously. The ritual. Yeah, the ritual. The full ritual. Or a potion. Same criteria. So, monster, artifact, ritual, or potion. Could the artifact be a limited-use artifact? Yes. Okay. It can be whatever your heart desires. Here's here's some constraints. Yes. I don't want anything that just gives plus one to a single thing. I'm not interested in that. The way we're scaling our game is not going to be based around the fact that you get a plus six sword. It's going to be around, oh, I've got a sword that... If somebody does this kind of thing, or somebody insults me, it gives me a bonus. Stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. uh, but also, but if, also if, if, it's, if it's a weapon, I feel like this isn't like standard magical weapon stuff either. This isn't like, oh, this one does wind damage or whatever. Like, this is like we're we're talking about the special shit. You're the finding good shit. shit. Well, you're finding shit buried for a thousand civilizations. You're finding an artifact. What does that artifact do that's useful? It could be its intended use could be something completely different for that society. I want what it what the characters will perceive it as. So it could have a secondary side effect that they're like, oh, that's weird, but it's not relevant to me. But it happens every time. They, they only care about the thing that benefits them. Mm-hmm. And you could have cursed artifacts, like or potions that you know have negative side effects, that kind of thing. Any, like, any idea on limitations of monsters? Nope. You can make it as powerful or as weak as you want. I won't, oh yeah, sorry, but the constraint of monsters is has to fit within our current lore. Well, and also you're, we're probably not you're probably not making hard numbers for the monsters. You're thinking cons- like concept. I want I want the abilities it can do. Yeah, like how how it interacts. I don't need the numbers. We can balance the numbers later. You could say it's heavily armored instead of giving me an armor number. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but because it's heavily armored, it's slow, or it's like or it's fast. And heavily armored, but that means it's it's you know there's not a lot of room for internal organs in it, so it's, yeah. it doesn't I, have a lot of HP. I want a detailed description. You don't have to write it down. Just give me give yeah. me the feeling of it. I want to know what it is. I want the I want the description of it. I want what it will do in combat and why. And I want uh, information about its surroundings or how somebody would encounter it. And potion and ritual, I think, are pretty close to each other in terms of what it takes to make it. Oh, and um, for potions. This is already part of rituals, but for potions, I want how you ingest it because I don't think that's that's not normal across the board. You're not you're not popping a cork and drinking every potion. You might be crushing it in your fist. You might be inhaling it. You might be doing all these different things. You might be squirting in your eye. Yeah, like uh, what in Cowboy Bebop? What was that stuff called? Red eye. Tune your toes. I really want to get on to. We got to name these four quarters because we haven't done it right. yet. So I think we need to name every one of them. 
There's four of them. Every day. We need every, every day, day needs a name. Let's do a unique it. name. So instead of doing that, let's name <laughs> these four quarters. Do you want to start with winter into spring? Yes. Before this conference, should they all be connected? Should they feel like a cycle? I don't know. Do we name them literal things? Or do we name them into references within the world? Ooh. Both? Because well, if this is going to be universal, I, I feel like it should be with... Kind of literal. Yeah. I don't know. Because I feel like we could go back into the lore we've already established. So, like, when was the Pillar of Heaven defeated in Legend? You know, That's what I was going to say. Like, the Heaven's Army. What if it's a calendar they use, but they don't really understand... Right, where it came from, like, or I mean, they could understand, but it's based on legends that are just, just so far gone. They're so old, yeah. The rabbit and the duck. I, I, I like know. that. That's what we have for false bags and Drake wing. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, but the whole thing is, I like that for holidays. I, I, but I feel like the seasons are much more agrarian, much more functional. Yeah, you got to plan your life around that shit. Yeah, you know? we could call we could call fall into winter like pillars fall. I still think it would be like. Har- like harvest, planting seeds, growth. Yeah. Okay. So, but so it, fall. I think it would be less harvest things or is that... summer harvest. Fall is harvest. Fall. Yeah. Fall into fall into winter would be harvest. Okay. So so fall in, or summer into fall would be harvest. harvest. Yeah. Yeah. What's a what's something what's a way we can talk about harvest that doesn't that's just not literally calling harvest season the reaving you know? or something reaping. Reaping, reaving. There's a secondary connotation to those things that means death, which is not what we're going for. The storing. the mm-hmm. um, That's a good idea. Something with storing. Yeah, yeah. storing. Um, stocking. Gathering season or um, preparation. I like stocking. Yeah, I've heard that about you. I've, yeah. I've read it in your restraining orders. Which number in exactly three? We call it red stock. Red stock. I like that. Cool. Okay. Red stock it is. Thanks for coming to our red stock. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, oh, it's when's your birthday? It's on seventy-two Redstock. Redstock ninety-nine is a bad one, though. We should just there is no ninety-nine. Good, because I didn't like that. I think um, instead of stock, something similar. Red fall or red uh, red store. Red harvest. Red store. Red harvest sounds like you're murdering people. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Um, sounds like blue harvest. Red hold. Red set like sunset. We call it red moot. Because like everybody's coming together. Yeah. Okay. That kind I of like thing. that. Red, Red moot. moot. Red moot. Cool. Now from fall into winter. Blue hold. Blue hold. I like. So you're really like battering things down. Yeah, but but also like the worst part of winter isn't in fall going in into winter. That I, is not like Jan- no, January no, 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 no. and February is the worst part yeah. of winter. Blue hold, I really like, but I think we got to change hold only because hold means a place. Mm-hmm in fantasy which is what we're doing right like okay. you know you go to a place i really like the way it sounds though blue stop settle blue. do you want colors in each in the names of each yes. of these things i think i think good blue straveler i i like the <laughs> i like the idea of using co- like colors and all of them. blue weight blue they're called blue hook and it brings you back i only want a blue with you blue sweet <laughs> that that's hootie and the blue fish <laughs> Lutey and the Who fish? That's <laughs> a fucking Dr. Seuss. Uh, write that down, but that's going in the wiki. Lutey and the Who fish. Let's look at uh, Reconcile, right? Because you're moving towards the Black Audit. So Drake Wing is the reconciliation, and the mm-hmm. Black Audit is when you take stock of everything. So you're really prepping. Like, this This is yeah. like, get ready. Shit's coming. Like, it, it's the winter is coming. You're the full-on, you're the Starks in this month. Doesn't go. Was it? What is the uh, the night is dark and full of terrors? Or as DMX put it, it's dark and hell is hot. God damn, that's the best name for a rap album ever. Yes, I agree. No, that is that one. That is the best one of the best names of a rap album. Sure, but also if it was a black metal album, I would also be like, yes, tight. Yeah, right. it, it just wor- it's a it works. Great album. Now. It works for a lot of things. Is gangster rap just the metal of rap? Yeah, yeah, for sure, definitely, okay. yeah. I like Blue Hold, but it's it's yeah. Like I said, it, it makes me think of a Castle Blue Hold, you know. Blue, st- mm-hmm. blue store. I like Dwindle. Blue Dwindle, or just um, the Dwindle actually is. I like Dwindle or Dwindling. Yeah, the Dwindling. It's only day forty-two of the Dwindling. Get your shit together. Yeah. <laughs> Some fucking uh, Tiktani. I'm gonna fiddle all during the Dwindling. <laughs> <laughs> Another Tiktani is like, you can't oh. fiddle all Dwindling. Yeah. <laughs> 
You should start acting like it's still Red Moot. <laughs> All right. Yeah, because you got Red Moot, then Drake Wing, where you celebrate and yeah. like rec- reconcile. Yeah, yeah. And then you experience the nine days of the dwindling. And then you get the Black Audit in the middle of that shit. And then after the Black Audit, it's like, all right, things are going to get slightly better now. Only slightly. Yeah, the sun's going to be out more. Uh, flowers are going to bloom at the end of the at the end of this. At the end of the dwindling? No, no, at, no, no. The next, thing the next one. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it should, this is this is the worst part of winter. It begins at the worst part of winter yeah. and ends in summer. Oh, it ends. It, it encompasses all of spring. No, it it it's winter and spring. I mm-hmm. was wrong. Mm-hmm. Like when false bags rolls around. <laughs> Which is the yeah. next holiday? It's the next. It's the uh, the spring equinox. False bags. I fucking forgot. Yeah. <laughs> Doug, say what you want. I love it. No, it's good. I do like yeah. false bags. I do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, when false bags rolls around, um, it, 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 there are flowers everywhere. Yeah, but it starts. It starts off in the yeah. like some kind the of hungry, uh, the hungriest part of winter. Yeah, some kind of rise or crest. Green. Or, um, green crescendo. Oh, green. Renewal. Green's got to be for but this summer. Is, this, we could we could base it on song. Like yeah. you're coming out of a of a sad song into a good song. Yeah, right. Like, trap um, the beat. Um, <laughs> overture. Trap. Trap remix. Dirge. Turn. Bridge. Some kind of rise. The crescendo was a good one. Mm-hmm. Escalation, upsurge, apex, ascension. Mm. Culmination, elevation, intensification, or like a re- like the emerging Pinnacle? or uh, calling zenith. Calling, I like calling because if you're looking for the most extreme, you're saying turn. Yeah, because if you're looking at the most extreme change, I think winter to spring is the most extreme. Like everything else feels a little more timid, gradual, or whatever. And, yeah, should it be about snow melting, mm. snow melt. The melting. We yeah. call it snow melt. We but there's places where there's not going to be any snow, and they yeah. call the thawing or whatever. The fuck. Yeah, I mean, I would want to call it flowering, but that's at the end. Yeah, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Like it's a good half of it. <laughs> you're calling it the flowering. You're like, I'm, I'm, I'm buried under 20 feet of snow. The the change, the turn, the this is the 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 pivot. Colorado is still under snow right now, and we're yeah not, but we still call it winter, even though in Florida mm-hmm. we just sit around with fucking hundred degrees. The bisect. I like the idea, if we focus on the imagery of snowmelt, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's the, the sun is appearing more often. The dampening. They got the dwindling and the dampening. I don't think dampening really sells what they're going I for know. there. It's a um, little damp. Well, we know that the sun rests in crux and then starts moving further and further across the sky. Mm-hmm. Is the rising just the rising season? Elongation. Um, Maybe the gain, because you feel like you're getting more time in the day. I'm trying to think of something that sounds good. So, like, mm-hmm. hymn, which is like a, a song. Uh, what do people uh, sing? What's the opposite of a lament? Right? Like, uh, Ooh. not canticle. Jig? Maybe we could say, like, Rosaria, right? Like, the rising of the aria. Hmm. Maybe, yeah. A pean? Yeah. How do you pronounce is it? Is it pean or is it pain? I don't know. It's that A-E. Yeah. The idea of, like, a rising chorus, right? Like a crescendo or mm. a... Um, Crest. Prologue. I'm gonna list here's here's how you pronounce pan. Pian. Pian. I'm not happy. I'm peeing your mom. She would not be happy. Um, I still like Rosaria. Because <laughs> it's made up word and R- Rosaria? Rosaria. Yeah. Rosaria. Let's do it. I mean well I'm open to better things, but Yeah, I'm gonna solid. write it down. But it's R I S A R I A. Rosaria. Dawson? Yeah, Rosaria Dawson. So we've got the red moot, dwindling, Rosaria, and now we need Spring to summer, we're getting to the sun is in its full glory. Yeah, it's hot. The sweating. <laughs> we we're, it's going into the basking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the preheating. The no, parboiling. This, this is the heating. This is the the hottest part of the year. The cooking again. We're thinking Floridian. This is for for everyone else. This yeah. is their favorite time of year. Yeah. yeah, where people start just spending more time outside generally. Yeah, something the blossoming. To do with, um... Something to do with travel with. Spending oh, the, time outdoors. This would this would also be prime warring season. This would be campaign season. Sun's out, guns out. <laughs> literal, <laughs> literal guns. I, I kind of like glow. Glow sounds soft though. Like it's yeah. Uh, like that would be like fall almost. Bright burn, like that movie that just came no. out. No, I liked it. Or clover field field glow. It could be like sword shine or something because people are warring at this time. I, I like sword shine. Sword shine. I like. We go with sword shine. 
Sword Shine's violent, but I, it's fine. Yeah. Okay. Let's do Sword Shine. So, okay. Beginning of the year begins on Black Audit, which makes sense, right? Yeah. Yes. The year ends, mm-hmm. you take Audit. Begins one of Rosaria. 90 days of that. Rosaria ends. You do false bags. You're like, we made it through the winter. Here's a joke, you fucker. Hey, I, I had this left over from the yeah. Black Audit. Why don't you open up and take a look? It's for you. Ha! It's a turd. <laughs> See you shit in a bag at the shat, beginning. I of- shat all through the Black Audit into this bag. No, of course it's not a turd this time. It's 10 pounds. It can't be a turd. <laughs> you idiot. It's 10 pounds a turd. <laughs> some people put good stuff in there. They'd be like, oh, no, I actually put it. No, surprise. We actually had some leftover food this time. <laughs> leftover after I was done with it. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> There's diron underneath all the turds. Well, you, you made it through a hard, dark winter, and you're playing a prank on yeah. some asshole. So just don't sounds, go to Maryland yeah. during false bags. Yeah, hey, we're, we're gal over here. All right, uh, yeah. So then, false bags into sword shine, and then in and then the height of summer is the basking, and then once the basking is over, the day of luxuriating in the sun, red moot begins, and you are getting your harvest. Yes, the trees are starting to turn orange. You're getting everything there. Drakewing, you reconcile with everybody. For you're you, locked in a house with them yeah. for all of winter. I, I seven say, months. The yeah. thing, like thing about Red Moot after sh- Sword Shine, you, you're, you're talking about the sun being out. It's really bright. It's also time for combat. Red Moot is like the cleanup after the fucking. Yeah. Battle. Like oh yeah, right, and then Drake got to re- settle it. Reconciling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. settle that shit. Like, yeah, it was like we have to make at least a winter peace treaty. Yeah, because mm-hmm. no one wants to no fight in winter. No yeah. one wants to fight in winter. And then when that's over, the dwindling. Like, everybody's just preparing. Yep. So we're making it, there can't be any combat except in Sword Oh, there's, right? oh, there, no. no, there's combat. There's combat, no, but, but it's just classic. traditionally. I don't think we should do Yeah, that. well, I the whole thing is, yeah, people do that, but no nation wages a war through harvest and winter. Yeah, you don't, it just is dumb. It's a dumb thing to do. You don't do. fight whatever Russia game. is <laughs> during uh, right. during the dwindling. Unless you're the Mongols. Our yeah. game needs more hard limitations on players, I feel like. <laughs> Yes, that's totally true. In a role-playing game. Yeah. yeah, that's perfect, Max. You're the best person. And I'm sure each culture has its different People are already upset we can't you can't be cyborgs yet. Really? No. I'm just thinking that. What? I mean, I was like we could fix that right now. Yeah, you can be. If your GM allows it, it's canon. Like I don't give a shit. You could be a canon. <laughs> <laughs> Plus full momentum, Max. Um okay, so I want to make a couple rituals real quick. All right. Let's start easy. Animal messenger. I think you have to split open an animal that yeah, you, you want to talk to. Yeah. Totally agreed. I think the animal messenger is the spirit of the animal that you've slain. You yes. need his vocal cords. What do, you, what do you have to do, and how long does it take? Maybe it takes 30 minutes. To do okay. the ritual? To do the ritual. <laughs> you need to get an animal capable of vocalizing, so it needs to be... And, and, the, and it doesn't reach your target faster than an animal can move. So a bird, most likely. Right? You're probably going to use a bird or a you, fish. Oh, yeah, fish would be good. But fish can't vocalize, so probably not. Do we really want it to have to vocalize? Because then we're, we're, that's very limiting to bird. Like, you're not using a squirrel at that point. Squirrels can vocalize. They go, Wee! Yeah. Um, but then if you're at sea, you can't use a fish. You can use a bird. There's birds everywhere. If you're not if you're far out enough at sea, there's Yeah, there's not a lot of birds far out. <laughs> nope. Well, I guess maybe that's your, that's your... Catch a fucking dolphin or some shit. Yeah. Yeah, dolphins are out at sea. Or it's true. You got to kill a dolphin just to say we're going to be running late. <laughs> just tell the message we're going to be running late. It, kill this, a fucking dolphin. No, no, no. That's, no, that's, that's no. the limiter, right? Or, like the or fact more, that it is a sacrifice. Or more importantly, if you were, if you had that and you had a mage on your ship, you just keep a couple birds with you. Yeah, that's yeah. true. You like carry your pigeons. We kill dolphins for tuna fish sandwiches. Okay, so here's, here's, here's a legit question. We kill so many dolphins for that. Here, here's here's a question. Why would you kill a bird to send a message when carrier pigeons exist? They don't. They they would might not make it across the whole sea yeah th- you need like there's like guaranteed this is a spirit this is this is like uh federal express guaranteed delivery yeah because nothing can stop it mm-hmm. maybe that's yeah nothing can stop an animal it's, yeah it's a spirit yeah it's a spirit people can see it yeah so you flying, can, so, so that's a risk yeah so it's like a spe- it's a spirit message or something yeah yeah but it only can move at the animal's method of locomotion it has to be an animal capable of vocalizing and it's only going to repeat what you say to it exactly Maybe it takes thirty minutes. Do you need to spend anything? I think you need to dismember the animal and like mm-hmm. set its remains out in front of you. I think you need a connection to it, so you need whoever speaks the message, mm-hmm. their blood, just a little bit. Oh, mix it with the animal's blood. Yeah, you need a little bit, a little bit of your own. Would it be, so maybe you take like a d six of damage or something. 
I would, I would, I would even say one damage. Like you're just you're cutting your hand open a little. Mm-hmm. You're not doing a whole lot. It's getting. Com- I was gonna say if you want to have it tied to like you have to be tied to it. The person who killed the animal is the one who has to say the message. I uh, yeah, that's, that's, that, I think yeah. that's definitely part of it. Yes. Like, yeah, like that. Then because if you're like the dumb one, you know who like, but you're good at hunting, but you're dumb. Also, out of be combat, like, just, we just heal. read this to yeah. the bird. Mm-hmm. Outside of combat, you we know. heal unnecessary points so. F- so fast, so frivolously, yeah. I don't even want to have to think about Be it. Be damaged, yeah. Yeah, like, so, it doesn't matter. But so I, I want to, you, you have to, you have, but you have Whoever to cut yourself. It, yeah. you have, and also, you have to cut yourself. You have to give blood. Mm-hmm. And you have to be the one that speaks it. But you don't, we don't have to have a damage mechanic for that. Okay. Because you could prick your finger and like. Well, somebody, well, if it, maybe we could make it take, the prep takes 30 minutes, but you can speak the message at any point. So if combat, if, if you're doing it and combat begins, you still have to take that D6 of damage. Okay, you know what I'm saying, like because yeah. you can you can make it come off in combat just in case, and you could do this to hostages, right? Are they gonna walk there? I'm dead. That's your message. Yeah. <laughs> a naked corpse. I, I'm actually gonna say things that are too smart. I thought it's just a spirit that goes. It's not like a walking corpse. Right. Like, it has to be an animal. It, yeah. it can't oh. be a sentient. I was thinking it'd be cool if like it was like a dude's brother, and you kill him and send him a message <laughs> like they with killed his me. spirit. Yeah. Well, I think there's still has bitch. to be weak for this to be. <laughs> yeah, hard, you have to be right? able to dominate it okay, with right. your with your spirit through your blood. <laughs> it right. would just be great just if you you killed a bird and you send it like do this whole ritual. It goes and talks to the king and says, "You're a bitch," and then it dies. Like it's just like <laughs> did all that effort. Would we not do that? So I mean, what, we would though. That's so let's thing. let's talk about limitations, right? Yeah, people can see its trajectory. Yeah, if, it's, if it flies, they can follow it, so they know the direction roughly it came from because it goes straight there the, yeah, in the yeah. shortest possible path. You it, have to speak, it, bird. It cannot go through objects, it because it thinks it's still alive for the purpose of this message. Okay, okay. sure. What's the difficulty? Because you can fail to do this yep. correctly, right? This is a complex thing. You just have a fucking pile of birds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get this right. So, so let's think. If you're a I, wizard, I think, I think this is this is a, a fairly medium though. If you have an intellect yeah. of four and your profession is wizard or sorcerer or yeah. something, this should be. That you have, you get a pretty plus, banal. You get a plus nine to this roll. So fifteen. I was thinking thirteen. Okay. You can still fail it, right? But peop, but other people can still I'm attempt just, it. I'm still saying fifteen. Fifteen's pretty high for because we're going to get into shit that's way more. I'm difficult. just saying plus plus nine. You roll a d twenty. What do you have to roll to fail? You have to roll a one or a two. But that's if you're that's a wizard fine. with a plus nine. No, that's where the thirteen is. You roll you roll a one. Okay. Or two. Yeah. Yeah. You, or no, one, two, or three. You fail. With a wizard with a plus nine. I think that's fine because you've dedicated everything to this. All yeah. right. All right. 13 right? sounds fine. Yeah, this should be something. This, I think, is is Bush League. Yeah. Okay. False face. Disguise Ooh. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, does, be difficult does, it, does it make you look different or does it make people perceive you as different? Perceive. It's like an aura around you that makes, yes. makes you appear as somebody else. Yes. Or is it something you I, do I, to your body? I think you have. To, I think it the depends physi- on what, what you want to do. Physical change would be a. If we're doing fault, there, I think there should be two levels. There we're going be, full witchy on this. Yes. Is what, I, is what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. do you have to actually take their face off? Do you have to have? Okay. What if it's not that person's face, but you have to have somebody's face? face. You have I, to have taken somebody's already, face off their body. I already think this needs to be two things. One should be an illusion where you appear right. to to a group of people in, right. in a certain area as that. And the other one is you make a physical change. And then the rules for the illusion is you better not walk past a mirror because it doesn't work on objects. And in the mirror, you look like you. Yeah. I like only well, illusion. I think also the illusion one. They're both illusion. Mm-hmm. But the one where... Well, one where, of them, I think, is, is one of them not is, illusion. That is well, tr- well, transformation. No, no, no. Right, right. But... You're not actually that person. Is the illusion? Yeah, but there's a there's it's a an disguise. actual physical change it's a, that you're making. It's a magical disguise. The other one is other people's perception. I think it's very time limited, right? Yeah, that's a good that's a good. Uh, but it's thing. not just face; it's mannerism, accent. Like there's things that would need to yep. for you to th- blend in. But I think that's on you. That's we can bluff. do we can do something further past that, like a secondary ritual for that. Mm-hmm. Maybe the one where you actually use a face, <laughs> you get those for free. Yeah. Because, like, if I'm wearing Doug's face and I just walk up, I'm like, hey, guys, how's it going? You're like, people are going to scream. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if I wear Doug's face and they I come in and I'm like, face anyway. hey, guys, it's me, Doug. Doug, and like, hey, you're Doug, a beautiful guys, man, and I will not hear that shit from you. <laughs> okay, so let's do two then. There should be illusionary disguise and false face. So let's do, we'll just call that one glamour. Glamour I like. But let's do false face, the one where you right. wear a sentient creature's face. 
You have to cut their face off, mm-hmm. put it on your face while it's still wet, and it will meld into your face for a number of days. Cool. 1D4 days? Yes. It maybe grants a bonus to your composure checks to appearing as that person, period. Like you take on their mannerisms, their, me- their mode of speech. It doesn't yes. change your height. doesn't change your body shape. So it's on you to get that part correct. Yeah. But it increases your bonus to beat their checks against that thing by five. Oh, and I would say unless they have a reason, they would not check, too. Well, that would be if, another situation. Well, most people just wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. And then somebody who would, who'd be extra scrutinary, you get an extra five yeah. To, yeah. to those checks. I think that's false face. What's the difficulty of doing that ritual correctly? I think it's tougher than that. That's got to oh, be yeah. hard. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's some bloody shit. Like, you're I'm, going saying, full witchy. I'm saying 20. You 20. can't, you can't, as a novice, you cannot pull it off. I you agree. You cannot pull it off as a novice. 20. Yeah. No, you can pull it off as a novice. Oh, you mean if, if you, it, like, if you have four intellect, but you, you're not a wizard, you can still get it. You could roll a 24. Yeah, you can, yeah, you can roll a 24, but that means you did everything damn near perfect. Now, here's the thing we've talked about. You don't, you cannot do rituals you haven't discovered. Yeah. In our system. Because they're not tied to your path or your mm-hmm. class or whatever you're on. Yeah. You have to find them and learn them and do them correctly. Yeah. So once you get a ritual, your group gets the ritual. Yeah. Anybody can attempt it. And any any ritual can be cast on any... So, like, for instance, if I learn the ritual false face and I'm the wizard, uh-huh. I can use it on a different yeah. member of our party. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm just saying if you have a, a party of non-spellcasters, no one has arcane anything or ritual casting and you find this ritual you better roll good to even spend momentum think about it yeah yeah yeah. i just see like whereas whereas like 20 if you are you know a ritual caster and you've got extra shit and mm -hmm. you did some stuff where you're like i can do this i've set up everything well enough where i can i'm pretty confident what's the cost of this you put it on and you fail the cost do you take composure damage for a number of days? Yeah, you're disfigured because it because it burns you, and you're disfigured. Yeah, yeah. I but, just see a couple champions well, like uh, a bunch of cut off faces. Like there should be there should be consequences like that, but at the table you're gonna know you fucked up based on how you roll. No, yeah. but that's the thing. Like you know you're risking it. You're like, okay, I rolled I rolled poorly. I take damage, and now. Now, any composure checks I make, I take a negative four to. So I'm saying, like, so you do the whole ritual, it looks totally fine, you put it on your face, and then your face gets fucked up? No, no, no. no you, part of the you ritual, put, yeah, part of the ritual is bonding this to your face. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, and then, like, like you the know the, the moment, yeah. yeah, exactly, the moment it fails, you take that yeah. uh, effect on you, and, it, and it's for the same number of days, a D4 gotcha, of days, gotcha, gotcha. that you, you take this negative. So it's risky. Like, you want to spend momentum. Um, I like that. I like false face. Okay, so that's two. Let's let's talk about some of the mechanics of glamour. So glamour, I don't feel like there's a negative, but maybe there's a cooldown. Yeah, you can't just do it all, all the time. Right. Here, here's here's a question because what like what glamour can do or or not do, and what the false face can do or not do. If you're a guff and you want to, let's say you're all guff party, and one of you wants you could to change be, your height, you could do all that stuff. Right? right. Like you could say, okay, well, I'm going to appear to be Tectani or whatever. Mm-hmm. But with the false face, if you're Tectani and you put on a Tolden face, I don't know if anyone's going to buy it. They will if you keep everything covered other than that. Yeah. Right. If you wear gloves, if you. Right. Yeah. So so maybe false face makes your makes you appear to be somebody else just on your face but it's to it's to everybody who looks at you yeah and you um like if you want to also you also take on their mannerisms and their mode of speech it buys it so it's it's more convincing if you're tectani trying to be a tectani put a tectani face on your face yeah but if you're told in and you're like fuck there's a tectani general who's leading the bad guys uh i'm gonna put on this big coat and give me that Tectani face. I'm, 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 I'm just going to pretend to be a Tectani that's right. more my size and shape. Like right. I'm going to look or, like an ant. Or I'll right. get stilts or I'll put on armor or I'll right. do whatever. But they, buy, you have their mannerisms. You've got yeah. everything. It has to be a known person. Yes. Whereas the glamour, you could be like, I'm guff. I'm going to be a Tolden because it's magic and they can yeah. see whatever they want yeah. to see. But, but you don't get their mannerisms. You, right. don't, get their, you don't get their mode of speech. Right. It's just, just passive. A, yeah. It's just appearance. And I do want to make it like very clear. Reflections and swords, or magic, jewelry, yeah. or yeah. or mirrors. That doesn't. As soon as as soon as it's not it's an illusion. As soon yeah. as it's not light directly going from that thing yeah. to your eye. As soon as there's something in between, or even looking through glass, something that 
distorts that light, mm-hmm. you're fucked. You're done. Okay, so you want to do a glamour. Let's talk about the witchy shit you got to do. Because the false face, you, you have to steal somebody's face and, mm-hmm. and yeah. do a ritual. That's, a, that's, some, that's some witchy shit. Well, let's talk about the glamour. What's it take to do a glamour? Do you need to gather like? Um, it's going to depend on who, how many people need to see it, or if it's just one person. I, I think it's, I think it's just passive, no yeah. matter what. Like passive, no matter what. Yeah, and and it's it's limited by a number of hours. Yeah. So maybe a d six of hours. Yeah. Okay. I like that. It's a d six of hours of how long it lasts, and you can. What kind of? Th- you need a mirror. Yes. And you need to break it as part yes. of the ritual. And you need. And it uh, needs to be a mirror the size of your own head. How about that? that that'll limit it. Yeah. So it's not like somebody picks up a compact. Yeah, but also I think I think there needs to be luxury items like sacrificed. So like makeup, like like magic. I'm thinking makeup. like olive oil, sacrificing incenses, a, sacrificing a mirror that's relatively of a, of a big yeah. size is already like hard enough to yeah. get, and then sacrifice. Yeah, but, I like I like the idea that you have to sacrifice a mirror. But what's the actual? Let's say you sacrifice a mirror. What do you have to do? You have to do a ritual that takes an hour. Because yeah. I feel like false face is a shorter ritual, but yes. it's gross. Yeah. It's intense. Yeah. Um, and high risk. Yeah. Whereas, like, what's the worst case scenario for not doing glamour right? You just wasted your time, you know? Well, you can't try it again for uh, that, two days. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that could work. It's, yeah. it's a 48-hour cooldown on trying it. Yes. And you wasted a mirror. Yeah. Plus seven years, bad luck. Yeah. <laughs> well, we know that's passive. We'll just we'll add that in as a condition. Um Okay. Also, if you do fuck up, I think for the hours you should also take composure negatives because you just look like you're just difficult to look at. You're just like, Ugh. it so, gives you a like. You just look like a, you look like a JPEG artifact. You're just hard. To, <laughs> you're just like, ow. I don't know if I want. I, I think the negative of glamour should be a cooldown. All right. You know what I mean? Because like it's, it, a, it's a lower risk and it's situation. Like you're like, okay, well we're gonna do this. We've only got two days to do it, and if you fuck it up, you're like, well now we just can't do that option anymore. Or we it, have, to, or we have to pick someone else to do yeah. it at the party. We only have one mirror. It's like, oh you yeah, know, Mission Impossible and that mask machine broke. And they're like, all right, well we got to pretend uh, that your real face is the contact. What if I don't look anything like him? Fuck it. You, you know, need like, maybe maybe you have to break a mirror with a clear prism. I like that too. Something like that. Like you have to you have to get a clear a, a piece of crystal and break a mirror with it. And um while saying some words. And and a clear prism can be a standard wizard tool of some kind yeah. like you have yeah. it on a staff. And you all, a you also definitely the, the hilt of a dagger or something. Yeah. You can't use a you need to know what the person looks like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You need to be now, aware you, of the Yeah, and you can well actually Maybe you could false make a face. face false right. face is a specific person. Yeah, you can use somebody like if I I can cut off a Tiktani's. This is fucking witchy shit, but I can cut, cut off a Tiktani's face, put it on, and become a guff. Yeah, but I'm becoming a specific guff. Yes, because yeah. I need their mannerisms and everything like that. Yeah, but glamour, I'm just becoming somebody who I'm not. So you, right. so you decide how much detail you want to give. What's the difficulty of glamour? I think it's higher difficulty because the the conditions are simpler. So yes. maybe I think fifteen on that one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so 15, lower risk. You just need a mirror the size of your head. Mm-hmm. We call and it that? The, and the magical instrument to break it. Right. The, you need to break it with a, with a clear prism. Yeah. So we need to start dispersing like ritual scrolls and shit out, right? I don't... I, I think that you can read them. Yeah. part of our loot, though. Yeah. In general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we, we, need, we need a library of them first. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. we've just come up with three. We came up with Animal Messenger, False Face, and Glamour. We each have homework to come up with... Other rituals. Other rituals or a potion. Same thing. It needs a specific cooldown. So the, the also, length of the length also, of recharge is important. I, I think one of the things to hold in your mind when thinking about potions, think about drugs. And I don't mean illicit drugs, but also just like pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. There, are, there are positives and negatives, and some of the negatives are not worth the positives, or sometimes they are. Or maybe, maybe the positives are all great, but it takes weeks to make yeah. enough for one yeah. person you know or maybe the method of delivery is you know it you have to damage yourself to get the benefit i, I like the idea that and ritual, it's very temporary ritual magic and potions are magic that don't work like magic they're, they're there's a process to them body mm-hmm. magic is magic that works like magic it's just mm-hmm. there it's just a really big suppository <laughs> yeah, you take damage <laughs> god no make all a suppository all right. potion all right morty listen you take this you shove way up your butthole <laughs> Okay, everybody. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we made some real progress in this one. I feel good about it. We named our shit. We got some. We got some rituals, and we got a lot further to go. Next time you hear from us, you're gonna hear about some artifacts, some rituals, some potions, and some monsters. So 
we're excited. We're playing Max's campaign. I promise you're going to enjoy it. So far, it's been a lot of fun for us. Get to listen to the end of my campaign, and I promise you, Doug dies. Which is funny, because one of the rituals we used... I'm alive right now. (laughs) One of the rituals we used brought him back. So, as always, you can reach out to us on our Patreon at patreon.com slash RPGFS. That is the easiest way and fastest way to interact with all of us. But we're also on Twitter. Liam, what's our Twitter handle? Our Twitter handle is at homebrewombres. We're on facebook.com slash RPGFS. And we're also on Instagram at RPG from scratch, but it's all one word. So thank you everybody for listening. If you're into this podcast, if you enjoy it, please rate and review us on iTunes and on Podchaser. All that stuff really helps us jump up in the rankings and we need more ears. If you want to play this game, the best way to make sure that you get to is to tell everybody you know about it. We're working very hard making the game that we want to play and that we think that other people like us want to play. And if you also are uh, writing erotic fan fiction about the characters in our RPGs, just uh, send it to us. And if you're not, start. (laughs) so thank you everybody for listening and until next time stay safe stand watch and get a full rest hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.